the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Monday, Monday, Monday. Christopher Columbus Day, Indigenous People Day. We'll discuss that and more. Marilyn Mueller, thank you very much for the letter. I appreciate it very kindly. I had an interesting weekend, and I'm listening to the promo. And you know, people ask me all the time, "Who put that together?" And the more, you know, the the segment into my show. That was the guys here that did that. That know me. We're talking about the show, and they did that, and they did the streets of Melrose Park. I catch a lot of flack for that, but it's true. When I was a kid, you were on the streets. That's how it was, right? You worked. You went home and ate. Then you went out again. Hope your mother didn't catch you. I used to sneak out like everybody else. And we would talk about the future with our friends. And the beautiful thing about growing up in a community like that, mine was a very Italian community. Very Italian community. In fact, we would talk about what we were going to do in the future, like every other kid at our age. One of my close friends, I was at a wedding with him uh, just the other day. His, he's half Italian and half American Indian. Very unusual combination. What an athlete this kid is. Really. Oh, he's an incredible athlete. Anyway. Just one of those guys good at everything. So we had a wedding. One of our other friends, his daughter got married on Saturday. And I had not seen many of these people in years and years and years and decades. And it's so wonderful to see your friends have kids and then they start their life. And they get married and they're going to have a big, you know, it's a big old fashioned wedding. It was like it used to be. The bridal party, the whole nine yards. And, um, you know, people lose contact of you and they don't know you and you see people you knew, you meet new people. Very nice. But my old neighborhood is an interesting place. And it's like many of the neighborhoods in Chicago. They subscribe to a principle privately, but they double cross that principle politically. And this has always irked me. And it's something that my grandfather would talk about, and many, many people would talk about. So I think it's crucially important to understand. And it actually plays in to why the Democrats would try to cancel one holiday in the name of another, because they try to cause a division, an argument of people who, and it goes all to, uh, to genocide, to slavery. There isn't a son of a dog on this country, in this country, that had anything to do with slavery. Not a one. But how beneficial it would be to create all this anxiety, pro-slavery, anti-slavery, morons, because they don't want to talk about what's really going on. The thievery, the political corruption, the crime, the financial scandal that is America under these political pimps and whores that love to cause this kind of division among citizens. So I'm at the wedding. 
And uh, I, there was people there I didn't know, and they didn't know me. And which is, of course, it's not about it. It has nothing to do with the radio. It has nothing to do with politics. It's about celebrating this beautiful union. But you can't help but get to talking to people. My wife tells me before we go in, no politics, because she, you know, she gets nervous. I'm going to get in an argument all the time, and I, I'm fine. I go outside and smoke a cigar. But a couple of people would come up to me, and they would, they would do this thing that a lot of Melrose Parkers, a lot of Cicero, a lot of Berwyn, a lot of Chicago neighborhood things. Hey, man, we're, we're Melrose Parkers. You're, you're Chicago, you're, you know, we're Democrats. We're union Democrats. And in order to do that, I always say one thing about Democrats. You're either in on the scam or you're too stupid to see it. Now, stupidity comes in a couple of forms. Number one, there's the stupidity like uh, from Mice and Men with Lenny. Tell me about the rabbits, George, where you're just born stupid. There's nothing you could do about it. Then there's the other kind of stupid where you choose to be stupid. You choose not to look. That's the kind of stupid that infiltrated and has destroyed this country. Because if you are an American Democrat today, you're choosing to be stupid because you're in on the scam. And it's really that simple. It's really that simple. And if you look at the quality of your life, if you're over 35 from what it was when you were a child, from the value of your dollar to your health care to the economy to the quality of your schooling, whatever it is. The Democrat mafia has destroyed your quality of life. The whole time, they're telling you that they're helping you. Now, if you can look at the Clintons, if you can look at the Bidens, if you could look at the Obamas and not recognize what's wrong, it's because you don't want to see it. Simple. That's the only way. Somebody could say they are a Democrat or the other way is you've got one of these contracts and you know, the more they print up this funny money, you're an organized crime member because that's what it is. And we're going to pump this money into your company. You could pretend to be a man, go sit at the tavern with your love handles on your ears and drink yourself drunk every day. The whole time pretending to have a cement company, a construction company, whatever the hell it is, cleaning company. Then I get that, too. And I understand it because you are a whore. Or you can tell yourself you're the pimp. But in either case, you exist on this corruption. And that's what the Democrat Party and half, if not more, of the Republican Party is. So when they come up to me and say, you're a conservative, no, you're insulting me. I'm not a conservative. Don't call me a conservative. The only thing worse than that is calling me a Democrat. And it's only slightly worse. Because I'm not in on the scam, on the corporate scam. And if we're going to have a conversation, you want to have a conversation, you don't agree with me, good. Nobody agrees with me then at least let's talk truth. I want to talk truth. So there's a couple reasons, I think, to, for especially, especially ethnic cultures. To be a Democrat, you have to be so ignorant, ignorant of what a Democrat is, you're looking away on purpose. The American Democrat today has managed to Take a nation that was built on the unalienable right of the individual and turn it into a socialist, collectivist fascism. The Democrat Party is the Fourth Reich. And everywhere you look, whether it's Nancy Pelosi kissing the Pope, the whole thing, the only politician in America that really is open about how she wants free abortion and the Pope gives her a little carve out and I'll sign my name and she kisses him and he kisses her. Those to me are two crooks. And not since Godfather 3 has a Pope and a Mafia member been so close and it was so entertaining to watch. And now you see what the American Democrat has done to the economy 
And what they've always tried to do was control it, to backdoor nationalize capitalists and freedom, because that is their enemy. Competition is their enemy. So when friends of mine from the old neighborhood come up and say, we're union, we're Democrat, that's forget. I'd rather have you hit on my wife. Go, go ahead. Have a go at her. See what you could do. Because that's preposterous. I'm a capitalist. I'm an American. And I have two origins where my family is from. One Norwegian, one Italian. But it was the Italians that I was raised. It was the neighborhood I was raised in. And to be an Italian-American and to be a Democrat is double stupid. You're really stupid if you're an Italian and you're a Democrat. Because you don't know about FDR. You don't know about the 90-60 executive order. You know, that's the one they talk about where they, during World War II, how he locked up American Democrats. Locked up American Japanese citizens. But they don't talk about the Italians that he locked up. Oh, but it's true. 10,000 Italians he locked up. 600,000. He limited what they could do. Italians in World War II made up 1.5 million of the fighting men in World War II. The largest. The largest ethnic group in World War II. And the heroes and all of it. I had four uncles that went away. Many of you did if you're Italian. If you're not Italian, whatever the case is. It's about recognizing that the American Democrat, the true face of racism in this country forever and even today, did not recognize Italians as white until after World War II. Did you know that? Yeah, it was the Democrats like Woodrow Wilson who believed in all of the Darwinism and all the nonsense. They thought the Italians were the link. Want to take a look at what Darwin thought of race? Take a look for yourself and what the American Democrat thought of race. So when I see Italian guys come to me and say that we're union Democrats, no, brother, no, you're just too stupid to know what it means. The union exists because of corrupt politics, period, end of story. Not all of them, especially the private sector has some, okay, fine, but what do they work to do? What is the goal? Make more and do less to never be judged by your output, to always be paid by a minimum. Because they want to extort both the worker for the dues and the companies who dare to think about hiring outside of them. I recognized the scam long ago. How did I recognize it? From a book? No, no, no. I didn't go with Dan Prof to Northwestern. You wouldn't believe it. Didn't go. I, I didn't, I don't, I'm not a man of letters. I worked in the unions. I saw it from my own eyes. And you see it too. You see it too. But you tell yourself that lullaby that you don't deserve it. So you want just in on the scam. And it's a mistake. And you're worse off for it. Because that little outfit you think you're in on, they're making fun of you. They're controlling you. They're limiting you. They're putting you in a box and you're accepting it. So to be a Democrat today, you're just a party member of the Communist Party, regardless of your nationality. And to not see with open eyes what exactly is happening in this country. When a politician who is from a corrupted state that exists just for tax avoidance not only talks about raising taxes and demonizing certain people, but implements a holiday as pandering to the indigenous people, and rather than giving them their own, he tries to take away one of a minority in this country, the Italians. Now, Christopher Columbus is for all of us. It's not Italian. Thank God. Thank God he had the courage at 33 
to get in a boat and head west when nobody did. You know what? He had a compass. That's it. A compass. And they want to label him as a, he practiced genocide. You don't know what the hell you're talking about, but you're a Democrat and you admit it. By simply saying you're a Democrat, you're a pseudo-intellectual who is so self-loathing that rather than get off your ass and do something, you want to blame everybody else. And that's the only way you can get ahead because you're miserable with your own lives. So you get ahead by demonizing others, by limiting their success, by, by indicting them of actions they don't have. But racism is my favorite one because the only open and notorious racist in this country is the Democrat, and he always has been, the party of the Klan. That's another reason. What the Klan think of Italians, all my old tough guys from the neighborhood? What'd they think of you? They didn't think much more of you than anybody. So to be an Italian-American and to be a Democrat, you might as well just put a dunce cap on because that's what you are. You're choosing to be a moron. Now, that being said, I had a wonderful time, and I don't blame anybody. I blame them because they don't look. If you're in on that scam, I get it. It's luring to be in on the scam. But if we're going to have a conversation, let's speak the truth. And the reason all of this is going on, all of this is going on and the holiday and we're going to take it away and, and the arguing over the line and the economy. Because last Friday, they want to implement in this bill a, a worldwide tax on American companies of 15%. To go through the world. You're going to pay all these third world countries. That you're already giving. Billions upon billions in foreign aid. Joe Biden and the American Democrat Marxist. Is now going to add another tax. To corporations. American corporations. To weaken them. Well they can be kings. And redistribute money they don't have. And didn't earn. Just like Nancy Pelosi and her scumbag husband. 500 million dollars kissing the Pope's hand. Well they. Lobby to kill the babies around the world. So you want to fix things? Number one, talk the truth. Number two, know who to stay away from. It's a shame, but you can't reason with people who with all the evidence in front of them, with everything we know about communism and Marxism and socialism, still have the audacity to claim they're a Democrat. Then you are my enemy by definition. Because you undermine the principles my family came here and died for on both sides. This doesn't just apply to Italians. It applies to Americans. The American Democrat is an anti-American subversive that has done more damage to this country than any foreign country could have done. 312-642-5600. In the meantime... You've allowed these political animals to tax you 18 different ways to Tuesday and you don't even care. Everything you buy, everything you consume, everything you make, everything you own. And when you die, the Biden administration wants to add an inheritance tax that they promise won't touch the little guy. They're just going to take it from the people that somehow, through an economy of corruption and failure that the American Mafia Democrat Party has attacked and impugned an economy built on capitalism and virtually destroyed it and it can only exist on printing more debt they guarantee you it won't hurt you as these very people i talk of the so-called middle class are taxed into oblivion and their dollar being destroyed guess what the democrats are going to do to help you 
Okay. So one item for all of you at the top. Uh, today, OECD's agree o today's OECD agreement shows how American leadership and diplomacy can advance the economic interests of American working families. A global minimum tax of 15%, up from 0% today, will finally even the playing field for American workers and taxpayers. President Biden, Secretary... Yeah, when your company pays more taxes, it evens the playing field for you, you stupid idiot that votes Democrat. For you, you moron. See, the way that it works is the less money your company has in control, the better it is for you. Stupid. You're a Democrat, though. Yellen and the entire administration worked overtime to rally more than 130 countries representing more than 90 percent of the world's GDP to ensure that profitable corporations pay their fair share and provide. They've been paying their fair share. They've been paying everything, just like the real capitalists pay everything. Well, the corporatist municipal frauds pretend to be anything other than what they are, leeches. Now, here's the problem. They're growing and you're shrinking. And now it's so bad that the country cannot exist unless it spends $800 billion a month. From what it, not, They've shown you the numbers. $800 billion a month to run this Ponzi scheme. Yet the American Democrat can only talk about one person. Because if they were to look at their policies, they'd realize they are what I tell them they are. The Fourth Reich fascist scum. Jim, how are you, Jim? Hi, Sean. How are you? Very good. Are, are we supposed to vote for a guy that the Justice Department has to run out the exits? They know that it's a murder-suicide. He still, he still believes he won the election. He's so delusional. Who are we supposed to vote for here? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Trump. He's a Republican candidate. Were you supposed to vote for Trump? You absolutely. Can, well, here, let me he ask you this. He was completely delusional. He thinks he won an election that he lost by so, four or five. Jim, you obviously, yeah. where are you from, Jim? What neighborhood? Downtown Chicago. Well, and you, and you, as a downtown Chicago, are telling me there's no election fraud? Jim, you're a willful idiot. You're the willful idiot I spoke of. Wallowing in failure and corruption, and you want more of it. So wallow in it, scumbag. Go to your car, and I hope you get carjacked by the very scum you actually created. You're creating the ghettos and the crime and the uneducated buffoons through your education system and your welfare system where the biggest problem is overweight and obesity. And you're the one who wallows in the fascism of the American Democrat. Who are we supposed to vote for? Anybody but a Democrat, dummy. Let's start there. Those are the kind of idiots I'm talking about. David in Milwaukee. Uh, hello. Hi. Uh, yeah, I, I love what you're saying, man. I, I wish these... Uh announcers in milwaukee would would uh call these people out like you do it's, it's great to hear <laughs> anyway <laughs> i wanted to say that uh uh you know i voted for trump and i believe trump is uh it, it cares about the american people but i don't think in the next election that he should be the front runner no and David, only because this is this is not about trump they want to make it no, about I, trump to me it's clear and simple. I actually thought that behind this microphone by now, first of all, I was doing election night coverage. I thought for sure I would be arguing against Trump policies. There were some very specific policies that I recognized as corrupt and incompetent and riddled with failure. But those are certain policies. Yeah. The Democrat stands on a platform of all of those things. 
But the Democrat voter can't think like that because they're easily manipulated. The Democrat voter is the one that would think of a people as if they were one person. They're the ones that think communities, the gay community, the black community, the Latino, whatever it is. They think of them as one because they are shallow of mind. They choose to be ignorant. Oh, yeah. And they have no philosophy. And, you know, I was at this wedding. You know, I don't know. One of my dearest, my, my wife's dearest friends and somebody I loved to death. I will not exploit them, but they do not fit in the category of who should be voting for freedom versus absolute fascism, because that's what you're voting for. This isn't Donald Trump and Joe Biden in this last election. This was an assemblance of some freedoms versus absolute and total fascism. And you know what? The American people, some dead, some who didn't exist, some who frauded elections just like Chicago Democrats did, they voted for fascism, and they are our, our enemy. Yep. Thank you, David. I appreciate the call. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Nice. I'll tell you one thing about a, a, a good Mauro's Park wedding, the music. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But as you're at the wedding, you know, you, you see these young people and you think, boy, oh, boy. What kind of world do they have to look forward to under the feudalism of corrupt mafia Democrat rule? You see what they've done to the economy. You see what's happened with health care, our education system, with our social joy and social disruption. And you also see, if you live in the sewer of Chicago and the Crook County, as it is, you see how they attack the policeman and they support the predator, the criminal, the revolving door against it. The policemen now, some of us are related to them. I have a nephew, I have relatives, friends. You see what they're going through. So whenever somebody puts together something for the police, I like to welcome them on the show. Anthony Varchetto, Bank the Blue. This seems to be a very interesting, worthwhile cause. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yes, yes. Uh, how are you, Sean? And th- thanks for your time. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Anytime, brother. So... Statistics will show that police officers in general, they're more likely to die from suicide than in the line of duty. And Chicago Police Department suicide, unfortunately, uh, is about 60% higher than the national average. So being a Chicago police officer myself of 21 years and also a business owner of a private security agency that employs over 500 active and retired police officers, uh, myself and my business partner and retired policeman, Jeff Salvetti, along with Carmen Daniel of Big Mouth Marketing and Dan Herbert and Kelly Crouchin of the Herbert Law Firm, the three of our agencies got together being all police supporters and said, what can we do and how can we do it? We need to help. We need to help the mental health care of law enforcement officers for everything that's taking place today in the world. I was thinking about this organization. I had learned of it through a, a friend of mine. A, you know, a friend for a million years. She's, she's a wonderful girl, and she told me about your organization. And right as she was telling me about it, that state trooper had killed himself on the expressway. And uh, I was thinking about this. So what is it that you um, you help them with or you provide for them? Okay, so Bank the Blue is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization. And what we do is we provide law enforcement officers a confidential mental health care excuse me, mental health care treatment and support outside of their police departments. And like I said, I'm a, I am a 21 and a half year member of the CPD. We do have uh, an EAP organization that does help 
but quite frankly, it's not enough. And um, I believe many police officers are afraid to seek treatment through their agencies just for confidentiality reasons and what people might think. So we wanted to be able to offer something outside of the police department. So we have clinicians on staff that specialize in trauma therapy, crisis management, and also you know therapies that are unique to the needs of first responders. And in particular, we have two uh, licensed clinicians, Dr. Robin Kroll. She's a licensed clinical psychologist. She specializes in police and public safety. Her office is located in Edison Park on the Northwest side. We also have Dr. Terry McCormick. She's a licensed clinical psychologist and former police officer herself. And she has offices in Orland Park and in Naperville. This is wonderful. And you provide this for the, for the guys, more or less, right? Correct. Correct. We provide an outlet outside of their agency to seek mental health treatment. Um, so we're really excited. This is about two years in the making now, Sean. And obviously things were delayed because of the pandemic, but we're going to have our first ever Bank the Blue Gala. I love it. This is what I want to talk about. Where is it and how can the people support you and uh, possibly attend? Okay, so uh, Bank the Blue Gala, it's going to be presented by Park in the Tavern, or excuse me, Tavern on the Point. It's a bar restaurant in Edison Park. They are, are uh, they're presenting this, this gala. The date is Thursday, October 21st. At 6 p.m., the location is the Theater on the Lake, located at 2401 North Lakeshore Drive, so Fullerton and Lakeshore Drive in Chicago. Uh, it will be co-hosted by Fox 32 Chicago's Anita Padilla and Luke Canellis. Oh. There will be food, open bar, entertainment, dancing and live auctions. Uh, tickets are $150 a person. Uh, aside from the entertainment, there will be several guest speakers speaking about police psychology, including uh, Stephanie Samuels, and she's a police uh, psychotherapist and the founder of Copline, which is based out of New Jersey. And it, Copline is a non-for-profit that provides a 24-7 hotline for police officers to call throughout the country and speak with an active or retired police officer who can relate to them the stressors that law enforcement, you know, deal with on a day-to-day basis. So one thing we're excited about is we plan on getting approximately 20 retired Chicago police officers trained to provide these services on cop line, being that the state of Illinois is number three in the um, ranking system for officers that call for this service. Anthony, this is a wonderful, wonderful organization, and I'm so happy and I'm so thankful for Denise for telling me about this. And it's banktheblue.com. I have to tell you, I, unfortunately, I, I would love to go to this. Um, I am leaving out of town, unfortunately. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, I'm going to have Misty Callahan go on your website. I'm going to buy a ticket and give it away to a listener, okay? But uh, I want to I thank you for this, and I think this is wonderful what you're doing. John, thank you so much. We truly, truly appreciate the time, and uh, we're very excited about this. I'll be at the next one, guaranteed, all right? <laughs> all right, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anthony Varchetto, right. banktheblue.com. I'll be back. The failure is what they hope you get used to. The corruption is what they hope you miss. That could fit a lot of people. But it specifically fits the Fourth Reich, the American Democrats who love to look into the camera with their glazed eyes, most of them fighting off sundowners' dementia. And they just lie right 
to your face. Jen, in fact, when people ask me, if you rule the world, what one thing would you do? I think about that a lot. <laughs> and then she went to go see the Pope. If you ruled the world, what would you do? Well, you, you and your husband have amassed half a billion dollars through your corruption. Half a billion dollars. And uh, it seems to be going quite well for you. After all, you've got an audience with the Pope. And here she is, Nancy Postop Pelosi. And the Democrats, they, they care about the middle class and their economy destroys everything most effectively, the middle class. In the overall economy, what else matters to the average American? Gas prices. And gas prices in October of 2021, they are at its highest point since October of 2014, $3.19. Now, obviously, there are a number of issues as to the reason why. but And you ain't seen nothing. $3.19 in about seven months. You're going to be driving all over looking for anything under $4.50. Book it. 409 in the city of Chicago. Thank you, Bunny. And then the whole time as they're ghettos implode and spread out at the same time and good people get carjacked they lie lie completely lie a member of tony preckwinkle's security detail involved in a shooting outside of her home but it was never made public nah why would it be made public and they lie about how their policies will help the average american defund police departments cost them quite a few seats last november and the issue may come back to bite them once again. The Republican National Committee out with this scathing seven-minute video. Here's just a taste. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. And make more victims. Make more victims. And then really harm the people who are there and sworn to protect us the most that you can. Make them feel that feudalism, that sense of depression, and abandon them. That's why organizations like Bank the Blue are very important. And I already want to thank you for your participation. Karen and McHenry. Hi, I just have a comment. I want to thank you for your passion, Sean. I'm in my 70s, but I remember when my mom used to talk about World War II and how the women back then and men helped out by stopping with their silk stockings so that there were parachutes, they had food rationing they so that the men could have meat they had. But I, I just, I, me and like millions of others, we feel so overwhelmed by being eaten by this dragon. And, and I guess I just want to say, why don't we all do what we can and just stop? Stop flying airlines unnecessarily, especially the ones that are forcing the shot. Well, I got to be in Florida stop, tomorrow stop. morning. It's very necessary. I have to go to Florida. I have to help Illinoisans get the hell out of Illinois. I'm flying out tomorrow. But well, I understand. <laughs> I understand what you're thinking. But here's the here's the downside. Stop flying airlines. But yet what you see with the airlines is you have a thousand flights canceled with Southwest. And why? Because they're forcing pilots and the airline employees to get vaccinated and they took a stand against them and said now we won't go to work so when you boycott the airline do you hurt the people or the corporation this is a, this is the kind of thing you have to talk about what i think is interesting about your point 
is that they came, the people of fighting for liberty and freedom and Americanism in World War II that you talked about, that went together, came together and sacrificed, they did it for those principles. And that's what I suggest we need to do. And by we, I mean the people who still support those principles. And I definitely believe when you are living among people who wallow in their own failure and their own corruption and their own fraud and then continue to think along party lines, I'm a Democrat and I'll always be one, you have to abandon them. So that's the part that's interesting about your comment, because I go without what would be convenient to me is to shop in Cook County, to buy things in Cook County. I will not. I do without until I'm either in Florida or in DuPage County or whatever I can do. So I think that's the interesting way to go and to stop enriching these politicians and these organizations that are affiliated with politics in order to exist. Now, does that include the airlines? Absolutely. So, you know, your point is well taken and I, I, I agree with it. Although I don't want to hurt the pilots that just walked out, I'd like to see them start their own airline that is not subsidized by the government and that the unvaccinated will fly in perpetuity. What do you think of that? Let's help them do that. We'll become venture capitalists just like Joe Biden and and um, Nancy Pelosi. Did you know that Nancy Pelosi was involved in 10 IPOs? 10. IPOs are normally something that's for core owners and core employees, yet her and her scum husband. Ten. And every one of those companies, every single one of them, more than tripled. Very sophisticated option trades. Tens of millions. Real estate, where she steered policies to implement rail to double the value. That's a Democrat. And that's always been. It is a party of the mafia for the mafia and by the mafia. It's really that simple. Chris and Gurney. Hello. Hi. Hey, Sean. Hey, uh, just wondering if you heard uh, McDonald's was giving out uh, free breakfast to teachers, you know? Uh-huh. And, but, but at the end, they said, you got to show an ID. And I was thinking, well, you, you don't even, you know. <laughs> no, what you got to think now, you got to, you know, according to the Democrats, is you have to say, you McDonald's, you racist bastards, you demand it, and you get two free sandwiches, so you go back to your car and shut your mouth. That's their plan. Thank you very much, Chris. Never give in. Never surrender. Mark in Melrose Park. Hello? Hi, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. Good, good. So, you know, you know I heard you talking about the jab and McDonald's and all that. It's funny, during the heart of the pandemic... They were giving away free breakfasts at, at, at Burger King and, and McDonald's and Starbucks when, when first responders, nurses, cops, and firemen were doing their jobs. And now that they're demanding a jab, <laughs> yes. they're all losing their jobs. Fascism is a funny thing. It really doesn't have any friends. And that's what I'm getting to. You know, that's my broader point. Now, you and I are from the same neighborhood. You're in the same neighborhood I'm from. Can you imagine if all of those guys and all of those people who think the way we do had the courage to vote the way they, they think? Not the way I think, the way they actually think. Can you imagine how much better society would be and what a brighter future those kids who got married from that neighborhood would have? Absolutely. Thank you, Mark. I love it. Thank you. That's the other thing. Most of my guys, most of them, 99% of them, agree 100% on the philosophies of Americanism, on the principles of capitalism. And if it's going to change, you're going to have to do, you're going to have to stop voting that way, number one, but you're going to have to distance yourself from them. I am of the opinion more so than ever after my Saturday night experience. The only way that this will be saved is if we can save the states that are not corrupted because the corruption is too deep. The brainwashing and the cult of the Marxist mafia calling themselves Democrat 
is too through and through. I think it's time that the states need to separate. 312-642-5600. Won't hear that every day. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Every policy, every policy the Democrat mafia puts forward is meant to fail. Every single one. They've learned a long time ago that for some reason the vast majority of people, all people, have the willing, have the need to be slaves, to be taken care of, to be told that everything is going to be okay. So what this particular group of politicians have learned is that we need to just ignore things. They ignore the economy. They ignore the border. They ignore the drugs. They ignore the health care. The whole time pretending to champion the quality of your life. And at every moment, they implement divisiveness. Every moment, every opportunity. That's the most important takeaway of today. The most important takeaway of today. If you want to have a discussion about a holiday for the indigenous people, all right, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. Let's have that, let's have that holiday and let's give them one. You want to give them one? Hey, you're giving them out like candy anyway. Why do it on this day? Because you'd make people think about what actually, what a, what a unique circumstance we are. This country is the only country built on the principles of the individual, of the enlightenment itself. Yet here we are, 246 years later, 45 years later, 45 and a half, 245 and a half years later, and we've given it away. We're giving it away. Those principles, those understandings, at every turn, economically, socially, and now demanding that each other bow knee to fascism. As we talk about such things as the vaccine. Vaccine. I like talking about the vaccine. I really do. I really do. Because I love a good story, a good lie, a good scam. This is a scam. Now, that being said, I have... People I love that bought into this game, they get it. Go ahead. And to me, to each their own. I know a lot of guys. I'm from Melrose Park. know a lot of guys buying into scams. It's okay. But don't you dare tell other people they got to do it. Don't you dare tell other people they got to do it. Because what you do for the people that are not Lenny in Of Mice and Men. Tell me about the rabbits, George. Favorite movie. What you do to those people is you expose yourself. If it was a vaccine... You wouldn't be afraid of other people who didn't have it. You wouldn't. You simply wouldn't. But you are. And some of us are catching on. And now it's a point of principle. And now there are guys like me. $10 million check. I will not take it. I dare you. Come on, Pritzker. You got the money. You didn't earn it. And God, your mommy knew who to give a lap dance to or you'd be really selling insurance to some car rental place that your policies put out of business. Fatso, $10 million. Let's see if I can tear it up. I say I tear it up. I know I will. Because it's a point of principle. It's principle. 
Her name is Jessica Berg Wilson, and she died on September 7th. Her obituary says it was from COVID-19 vaccine-induced thrombotic thrombocytopenia. That's in other words, blood clots. The obituary goes on. During the last weeks of her life, the world turned dark with heavy-handed vaccine mandates. Local and state governments were determined to strip away her right to consult her wisdom and enjoy her freedom. She had been vehemently opposed to taking the vaccine. Concluding because she was young and in good health was not at risk of serious illness, considering the vaccine unproven. Now, she's one in a bajillion, right? That's what they're... Okay, one in a bajillion. Okay, she's one in a bajillion. What if my daughter's one in that bajillion? I don't get the chance to... Ah, she's got to take... She want to go to school? She want to go to college? Oh, she got to take it. What if, what if it's a pilot? What if, what if it's a pilot and he says, I, I, I don't, I don't want to take it. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated. Is his opinion not valid? Why should a government, should people have the right to intimidate him? After all, if it was this miracle thing, wouldn't we rush to do it? Do we not have the ability? And this is the tell. This is the tell. Their real opinion of you is the same that it is for the union member, the same that it is for the municipal worker, the same that it is for the people who have support. You're too stupid to make that decision. But now, what if you're principled? Okay, so say you're not stupid, but you're principled. And you've been saying all along, I I, I don't like the idea that it was made in a hurry. I really don't. I don't like the idea that it was put together with what apparently is matter of babies that were murdered oh sure nancy pelosi calls it abortion so is the pope now but to me it's murder it's not a religious thing i don't hide behind the pope and his doily i don't hide behind them it's common sense way i don't want i don't want bodies issues cell whatever of killed baby i don't want them in my body Are you telling me it's not oh okay it's not philip dormitzer vice president chief scientific officer these are not low-level people here Copying Vanessa Gelman, we have an approved answer to this question, the question being about fetal tissue, mm-hmm. which Vanessa can probably provide, H-E-K-2932. What does that mean, HEC cells? Uh, human embryo kidney cells, okay. and it was from experiment 293. From the perspective of corporate affairs, we want to avoid having the information on the fetal cell lines floating out there. We believe that the... Why would you avoid it? And why would this be an investigative news scandal by Project Veritas? I mean, if if it's so good, why would you avoid it? Because you don't want me to make my own decision, you fascist pigs. You fascist scum. Or you're like pickle face Fauci, where your entire goal is to have a corrupted health care system where only corporations that bribe you and you're invested in actually make the money and the and the monopoly is steered by political policy. Right, pickle face Fauci? Oh, I see you from a thousand miles away. You corrupt, you corrupt political hack, lowlife, that you couldn't be a veterinarian. You've never done anything in medicine except control the policy. Made you very rich, huh, scumbag? But for me, this is the one that breaks the ice right here. This is it. It's all over with. It's from babies. The risk of communicating this right now outweighs any potential benefit that we could see, particularly with general members of the public who may take this information and use it in ways we may not want it out there. Why would you lie to the American public? Very connected with our communications. 
Uh, I'd like to talk to you right now since, since I'm with you. Um, should the American public Jason. trust Pfizer at this point, since a lot of whistleblowers have come out and even we've exposed scientists saying that the uh, antibodies are better than the vaccine itself? So your antibodies are probably better at that point than the vaccination. You know, how can the American public trust you guys at this point, Phil? They can't. Why ask a question like that? You've disqualified yourself. Same way the FDA did when it said Oxycontin was good for people. Because they bought off. They're corrupted. It's like the rest of your whole damn system built on lies and witchcraft. Democrats. Go ahead. Keep saying you're a Democrat. Vito in River Forest. Hi, Vito. Hey. Hey, how you doing? First time calling in. So I just wanted to talk about sort of the erosion and then now the weaponization of the fourth estate or journalism where the Democrats, they've sort of set up these rules for people, right? And if you don't follow them, oh, you're going to get busted. Sound familiar, Vito? Sounds like like Goebbels, right? Yeah. You know, it's a little younger, 22 years old. I'm active on social media, and you get – you get on Twitter, right? You got uh-huh. your trends that they push to you. And then they push you these stories. And you can't get rid of these stories. And it's just some flosh about, oh, Biden, the fact-checking. And this, this whole focus on the truth. They want to make sure that you know the truth, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to get some excellent truth. We're going to have fact-checkers. This almost seemed like it stemmed from, the what, the Hillary-Trump debate. Yeah, people fact-checking and, oh, this is the truth. So obsessed. I can make my own. It goes back to what you were just saying. I can make my own decision. I can read. I, I was educated. Why, why are you telling me what the truth is? I can. You know what, Vito? I am so excited that you, because you're a little older than my daughter. I am so happy you called. I'm so happy you took the time to call. But I want you to understand that this is this is something that has been happening since the dawn of Marxism itself since the dawn of the communist ideology. But there has been on both sides. This is there are Fabians. And what these people believe is that you cannot make your own decision given the evidence that supports their control. So they've built this structure, this Rube Goldberg system of getting you selected information so that you're steered in their direction, hoping that you come to the same conclusion rather than you be suspicious. You know how many people like you, Vito, you know how many people and me are suspicious of information? About 34%, 33%. It's always a third. About a 33%. That's it. The rest of the people want to trust. They think there is something out there called government rather than corrupt people that inhabit it. And it's interesting. So what you're going to do is you're going to learn that this is something that's been happening to the, the, the people of the world for about 120, 30, 40 years since Karl Marx came to really organize it. And what you're going to see is exactly this is that control and this... This, this real destruction and, and, and manipulation of so-called truth. And always remember, I'm so proud of you, Vito, that you called, because if somebody's forcing you, they're a fascist. They're controlling you and they're lying to you. My people, my, my philosophy of Americanism and principles, I'm the real liberal, Vito. I don't want to force anybody to do anything. If it doesn't make sense to you, I want you to have the freedom to not do it. But I want you to never buy a lie. And from the economy to their schemes of social engineering to their absolute outright self-aggrandizing, self-enriching policies, they are true scum. Thanks for calling, Vito, and thanks thanks a lot. It means a lot to me when a 22-year-old guy calls or 
when an elderly woman brings me the letter. This was so sweet. Marilyn, I appreciate you coming, too. Uh, let's go to Ray Elsop. Hey, Sean. Yes. Love your opening monologue. Oh, you get it out of the park and you're on fire today. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to add a few things to the Democrat, what makes up a Democrat. Uh, you know, there's a, an old saying that an entrepreneur starts out with uh, unbounding, all-consuming uh, energy, and uh, if he survives long enough, it turns into his business turns into a government uh, patronage program. So the government's the easy money. So the Democrats will they can't buy you out; they tempt you out with the easy money. And if you're a if you're in opposition to the Democrats, they'll also buy you out. If you're an attorney fighting the Democrats, they'll offer you more money, and they'll want you to switch sides. The other things I want to talk to you about were the uh, World War II issues. I never heard. Uh, the Italian, uh, you know, uh, Roosevelt locking up Italians. Nobody talks about it. fascinating. Yeah. Nobody no, talks nobody about, talks about it. He, he imprisoned 10,000, 600,000, had their movements limited. Because you got to remember, it's it's Mussolini, right? The, the same. But ironically, Mussolini had more in common with Joe Biden than he had with the Italian immigrants who fled his policies. But go ahead. There's a great book I just finished uh, written this year, Stalin's War by a professor of Russian history, Sean McMeekin, loved it. it. It made me sad because Roosevelt was essentially dominated by communists. There were communists in his administration. Morgenthau was a communist sympathizer. He was treasury. So uh, read that book. The other thing, uh, Nancy Pelosi, I know your listeners are the most intelligent. They know that uh, Nancy's dad was the Baltimore mayor in the mob. And furthermore, you talk to a Californian today, not one of them knows that Nancy Pelosi came from Baltimore. They all think she grew up in California. And and, and here's know, the thing, you know, you, you read an old, old, I mean, it's, you know, you wrote it hundreds of years ago, the book Leviathan from Hobbes. And you see, yes. you see the similarities and you see that this is always something to control the masses, to deceive them the entire time, gaining not just money, but overall power. And, you know, when you see it, can you imagine being a 22-year-old kid today? When I was 22 years yeah. old, 90% of Americans were proud to be Americans. They were capitalists, and they didn't want to be socialists because they knew that only the politicians became gods among men. So to see these young kids, your heart breaks for them, and you want, you want to win this, but you also realize that when, yeah. when the corruption is so deep, we're going to have to do it, in my opinion, from coming together yeah, in, in areas where the law is my shield, not their weapon. So I'm 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 curious I to know. I, I think it's going to break apart, kid. Yes. What do you think? Yeah, I I uh, I think the Southwest pilots are are poking a hole in the dam. I hope the dam, the dam comes crashing through. I agree. We all just uh, followed their lead. Ray, They're I all ex-military guys. Yep. And then of course. Oh, and how about thank you, Ray? I got to go to break. I can't believe how fast these segments go. Fastest radio show in Chicago land. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. You know, I've given this some thought, Bunny. You ask how? Simple. Last four presidential elections, whatever states have voted for that direction, Republican versus Democrat, last four. So, you know, you don't make anybody go by just this last one. And then the state legislatures, whichever ones are Republican, those are Republicans, and the other ones are Democrats. Simple. And then the Democrats can implement their policies and their taxation on their people. Go right ahead, baby. Let me know how that works out. Republicans do theirs. And for the people who are in those states and don't want to be. Say you're a Democrat and you get in, you're in Florida and Florida is now the USA. But you want to be a member of the USSA. 
the United Soviet States of America, represented by the American Democrats. Now you just, you either are offered a buyout or you simply live your life based on those policies. You pay those taxes, you reap their welfare system, whatever the case is, but you cannot, cannot stay there for more than 20 years. You have to go out. We give you a time limit because we don't want you around because you destroy everything you touch. You corrupt everything. So this whole idea of mobocracy that you keep chanting democracy, no dummy, this is supposed to be a republic, although what it's turned into is a conservative ship, conservatorship. I just watched um, Spears or Britney versus Spears, what her own father, scum of the earth, how he robbed her, how he abused her, how she was not in charge of her own life. It reminded me of what it's like to live in a Democrat state. It's a conservatorship. It's not a republic when the Democrats are in charge because they're fascists. They're demagogue scum. And they're steeped in their own failure. Aren't they, Pelosi? U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi met with Pope Francis in a private audience at the Vatican. As a gift, she gave Pope Francis a decorative ceramic bowl with a personal inscription. In return, the Pope gave her a wooden mosaic of farmers tending to the earth. By the way, the fact that at that meeting, when they were embracing, that lightning didn't come down and blow them both up tells me the big guy's not watching and your stories are full of poppycock. Display this with great pride in the Speaker's office in the Capitol. The Pope also gave them his message of peace and was quick to follow up with a laugh. Yeah, we might as well laugh it up. That he signed personally for you. Oh. Wow. 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 <laughs> I believe Speaker in that Pelosi Marxism, then too. met with Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Parolin and Foreign Minister Archbishop Paul Gallagher. Did they audit the Vatican she Bank while they were... the third high-level U.S. official to meet with Pope Francis after Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Special Climate Envoy John Kerry... Sep- so you had Pelosi, you had Blinken, and you had Kerry all talking about fascism and green energy and communism and how some of us get to sell utopia and others get to sell God. Visited the Vatican. Pelosi was in Rome for a meeting of parliamentary leaders ahead of the COP26 climate summit to be Ooh. held in Glasgow. On Twitter, she said her audience with Pope Francis was a spiritual, personal, and official honor and commended the Pope's work on combating climate change and embracing refugees. And then she chanted for universal free abortions of the babies. Yay! You scum of the earth. 312 642 5600. So, I mean, I'm still blown away by the Saturday thing. You're not a, we're from Mars Park, you're not a Democrat. What, succe- what succeeds under a Democrat? Is it your quality of life? Because that's a lie. And all of these people who grew up with me, you don't support this Nancy Pelosi killing of the babies. You're all, you're all, you're all mothers. You got kid. Oh, it's a woman's choice. Poppycock. That's a, that's a talking point you've bought. You never heard that? Is it said like that? Oh, that's one of my favorite words. That's what I say. Instead, I want to say, you know, because I really love swearing. It's really hard for me not to. So I have to be creative, you know. So when I say, when I want to say dung, I say Durban or dung. Miss, you know, we're going to have to get Bunny along with our lingo here. And uh, how about the schools? Anybody want to talk about the schools? What's going on? The silver lining of COVID. The silver lining. You finally got absolute verification that these Marxist slobs these Marxist slobs are teaching your kids to be slaves at every aspect, teaching them to be slaves. 
I always knew what they were doing because my daughter is a squealer. She was. First thing they tell them, don't you believe a word, your parents? Don't worry, they're nice people, but they're old. They tell the kids this. Older people than me. We had a we had an art teacher, and I sent my kids to the best private schools, best in the area. Art teacher. You could see she was like a hippie from Woodstock, the whole nine yards. Art teacher, during the election of 2008, tells one of the other kids, and they, 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 they squeal. We call it beef in my neighborhood. They beef to me, my daughter. You got to pray that your parents elect Barack Obama. He will be the best president. This is, this is at a Catholic school. Barack Obama, the only politician to vote for infanticide. What's that, you ask, money? That's if somehow the baby survives the abortion. As the baby's on the table, they, they whack it. They like to call it abort, but I, I, I like to call it what it is. They cut its throat. Barack Obama in a Catholic school. And I went to the school the next day. I said, you're an art teacher, right? What do you do? Color in the lines? You don't talk philosophy with my kids, you moron. You Woodstock reject. Woodstock. Woodstock reject. They're all the same. I can't stand a Democrat. I really can't. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, how are you, sir? Good. How are you, buddy? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. So, Sean, first, uh, Marx was a journalist, so the fact that they've led that down that path 140 years later shouldn't surprise anyone. Did you Did um, you read that book, the, the Devil and Karl Marx? Yeah. Did you read it? How about oh, no. How about How about no, the relationship? We talking about the manifesto. The relationship he had with his own kid. The relationship he had with his own kid. His, his kid used to call him the Devil. Hi, Devil. Yeah, and this son of a... I thought it was funny. 30 years after he died, nobody gave a rip. Nobody gave a rip about that slow-life right. scum. Hopefully they buried him upside down. Now look what he's done to, to nations around the world. Look what his philosophy's done. And look at the politicians, what they've done to this country. Only a corrupted, moron, fascist demigod could have could have done what they did to this country. Go ahead. Yep. So in, in regard to your uh, weekend uh, up here... I grew up in Mount Greenwood, so Melrose Park and Mount Greenwood are just different nationalities, different side of the coin. Yeah. Uh, Leather you, versus you know, velour interior. That's how I right. go. Right. You, uh, you reference Democrat and then Republican, and immediately you get a couple of calls that mean, or you say conservative, and then immediately the calls you get is, well, you must be a Trump supporter. Now, I know I'm a much bigger Trump supporter than you are, but what Trump is, he's the He's the sledgehammer that needs to break the concrete before you have the nice patio put in. Or and it doesn't matter if Trump gets re. It doesn't matter if he runs again. It doesn't matter if he gets reelected. It doesn't matter if he were to die tomorrow. The thing that's important is MAGA. That it's just a throwaway line, but make America great again. That's the thing they hate. You know what I'd like to do? They think when Trump, yeah, they think. Can we can we do MAFA, make America free again? How about we do MAFA? That's fine too. Yeah, that's fine too. It's and their point is when you you know when you get a a desultory statement of uh, being a Trump supporter. They think that when Trump goes away, that everything goes away. It doesn't. They, can, can anyone out there arguing as a Republican, do you think that they would not win if they just went out tomorrow and said, I'm going to build a wall? Exactly. That's what I said. You could, you could I, implement I, I, his, 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 the speeches that got him elected. You just have somebody else say the same thing because it's the same problem. And here's the other thing I want to point out, Tom. Yeah. I think he's rumored to have been the sledgehammer. 
he wasn't really a sledgehammer. Now, you could say he was under attack all the time, whatever, and he did some great things. Number one, removing a lot of regulations that were put back on instantaneously because he did it through through executive order, and he shouldn't have. He should have done it when he had the Congress, when he had the Senate. He should have done it through law. But and now here's the, here's the other thing. I thought the only – he would have really had me, and I thought he was maybe the only one that could have said the federal government will not – shut down the economy let the states right. do what they That's want great and he state. should have done that but i'm going to tell you right now and the democrats that were at this wedding and the democrats that are out there to hate him hate him hate him they don't understand him who did he hire who were the most important people in his in his administration and had all the levers of power were democrats steve mnuchin lemon face yep. and the count of monte chocula uh peter navarro el Cripo. These were Democrats. And the, vac- and, and the vaccine was a, a guy mentioned this to you a couple of weeks ago, rushing this vaccine yeah. like he was building a building is going to. I wouldn't have taken it if but, he would have won. I'd have felt the exact same way. He, and I did. So they're, what would he have, they're not complex. What would he have done? What would he have done? Every person that would have died had he not implemented what Fauci oh, said please. would be plastered all over the news saying you know, Trump killed this person. Here's, you know, there are very, very small benefits. In fact, I don't think there are really any. But the only caveat, the only something, at least I don't have to hear these talking mannequin morons go over every everybody that died as if it was the president's fault anymore. There's, there's the one benefit. Mm. And, you know, maybe now right. we could focus on the fact that Eighty-five percent of all of them that died were clinically obese. Maybe we can get to the crooks of the matter. Thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go, Robert Bloomingdale. Happy Columbus Day, Sean. Happy Columbus Day, Robert. Yeah, the reason I was calling today is, I, first of all, I read that book, Stalin's War. That was pretty shocking. Yes. But um, the reason I was calling is I wanted to ask you, now, this, is, this vaccination stuff is going to be overturned. It's going to go to the Supreme Court. And now, would it be under the Fourth Amendment? of the Constitution or under a religious freedom of the Constitution? What is your opinion on that? I think it should be the fourth. Me. I think it should be the fourth. But here's the other thing. I don't think there is a Constitution anymore, brother. You're asking me if I think law is going to come to the rescue. I thought that might be the case with Obamacare, yet here we are. Yep. The problem is we have we have really politicized justice, so you ain't going to get any. Because both com- both companies, and I call them companies, you could call them parties, both companies are corrupted. And that's the real problem. But where can you fix it? Where do you have the easiest path? Is through the Republican side. Because here's the other thing. I'm just a friend of mine sending me pictures from the Columbus Day Parade where they got this slob of a Republican, Pete Silvestri, this, this, this buffoon. Obviously, he kept his gym membership up unless they started to turn into a buffet. You look great, Pete, you slob. Anyway... Um, you can fix it from the Republican side of the ticket, Republican side of the aisle, because they're cowards and they're weak. They're cowards and they're weak. The the Democrat mafia is ideologically fascistic and totalitarian. You can never fix it from their side. That's the problem with me. But I wonder, uh, we're going to have Indigenous Day, right? Right? They're going to mix it or they're going to try to get rid of Columbus. When they have Indigenous Day, are we going to do that fairy tale? You know, because most of their policies are for third graders where they think it's a utopia, right? The little, oh, and then it's going to be great. We're going to tax everybody and there'll be a basic income and your quality of life. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Tell me about the rabbits, George. That's how most of their policies go. I wonder if they're going to talk about, 
you know, there were some indigenous people that loved the Americans. Did you know that? Now, sure, they were getting slaughtered by the Comanches, but there were some indigenous people that actually welcomed us and were hoping that we could save them from other indigenous people. You know, for decades, the second Monday in October has been a federal holiday celebrating European explorers who decimated native populations in the Americas. Native Americans are trying to change the focus towards an appreciation of indigenous peoples. This year, they don't want to talk about the Comanches, though. I want to talk about the Comanches, how they wiped out a tremendous amount of them. Uh, Let's go with Greg in LaGrange. Hi, Greg. You know what? what Hey, hey, can you hear me? I can. Okay. You know what the Democrats are good for? Misery. My skies are clear here. It's still raining. That's what they bring. A couple things real quick. If you want to read a good book by Sean McMeekin, read Heist of the Century. Read about how all these Western... Uh, European countries basically fenced goods and gave Stalin and gave Lenin enough money to get his feet planted to to carry this thing through. And the other thing is, what do you want every Catholic? I'm a Catholic, devout Catholic. What do you want me to tell my family when they see Pelosi with the Pope? He has totally disenfranchised us. He has made us basically. When, 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 I, when I still called myself, I, I always I always fought with the dogma. It never made any sense to me. It was preposterous, and I, I recognized what was happening is that they were trying to build a guilt and a subservience in the children so that the children were cowardly and feared God rather than loved him and thought about how they could best honor him. So I walked away from the Catholic Church philosophically as, as, as a high school student. But I still called myself out of respect for my parents and my well my mother and her family i still would say okay i would pretend that i'm catholic and then when i got married my mother-in-law is devout and i would pretend you know okay yeah i buy all the nonsense and the dogma and the no meat and the rest of the bs without you know trying to get in arguments with everybody but what this pope did is give you the absolute and total proof proof that it is in my opinion a very corrupted institution very very corrupted and um, not only that, it also proves that the Soviets successfully infiltrated the Catholic Church. And it it kind of explains why I will, you know, my kids are out of school. The only money they got from me was tuition, as much as I recognize the, the, the frauds and the criminals that they were. Now they'll never get a cent. I used to call the archdiocese and get all mad. But from what I understand, there are Catholics that feel the way I do and they want to get Catholicism back. You know, Dan represents a lot of these guys and Knights of Columbus. But to me, to me, this is absolute proof for your relatives that still believe themselves to be Catholic. What are you if you believe the way this socialist, this Marxist believes? And what are you when when you he welcomes in somebody who stands directly opposed to babies, to life itself, let alone Catholicism? I don't even know what the hell it means. It's like conservatism. What the hell does it mean? You could be a corporatist pig and yet still say you're a capitalist. So. To me, it's they gave you a blessing. They 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 gave you the excuse of why never to participate or give them their money anymore. That's just me, and that's my beliefs. And my mother-in-law is mad and cringing, but that's okay. Uh, Robert Oak Park. Sean. Yeah. Just, uh, yes, talking about the uh, media bias of yes. the Southwest Airlines story yeah. of the mass uh-huh. cancellations over the weekend and today. Uh-huh. It's all due to weather, Sean, and air traffic <laughs> control issues. All right. Not yeah. not not one peep <laughs> about the actions of the the, the crews. Thank you. I appreciate that, Robert. I love the uh, sense of humor. I love that uh, you're in Oak Park and you believe that those John Denver impersonators 
our women. Thank you, Robert. You didn't think I could get an Oak Park slam in there. I did. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. It's not that I don't believe the so-called chips shortage nonsense. But that's the tip of the iceberg of these problems. The tip of the iceberg. These are policy decisions that have caused this destruction. It won't be long. You're going to go to grocery stores and you're going to start to see empty shelves like like Venezuela. Then what these idiots will do is double down on stupid, which is what Democrats do, and create a worse atmosphere. It's time to go to high ground. Ralph and Rantoul's on high ground. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Hey, believe the chip shortage. Taiwan is the chip king. And in the uh, super, super high-tech realm of like, you know, nine, I think it's like nine nanometers or less across, um, 92% of the global output of chips in that realm come out of Taiwan. So good, anyway, that's good thing they're being fault. Good thing they're being intimidated by China and oh, the yeah. American government oh, has abandoned them the way they did Hong Kong. This should, this should end swimmingly. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, the, the gelding Biden. So the, the, um, Pelosi offered different gifts to the Pope. Uh, I think she offered him a cask full of the tears of orphans, and then he, he palmed it to her. He palmed her like a get-out-of-hell free card, maybe. Yeah, if he only had that power. Here's, I don't know how it works, Ralph. I've always been fascinated. You know, I, I, as a kid growing up, with uh, Norwegian people and Catholics, I was interested. I kept saying, why did the Norwegians resist the Catholicism? And you'd read all you can. And they believe, the Norwegians, you know, they were pretty much pagans. They believe that God was a warrior, Odin, and you couldn't get to Valhalla unless you died with a weapon in your hand. And that their paradise, you fought every day and you fooled around with the shield made every night. I thought, boy, that sounds very exciting. And then the Catholics would tell you, listen, you get in, and you're surrounded by love, and you float around in a cloud. They didn't say anything about fighting or fooling around or nothing. So I've been enticed by the Vikings ever since. But I'm not quite sure how it works, Ralph. But here's the good news. I do believe that God doesn't like swindlers. I do believe that God doesn't like those particularly that swindle in his name. I'm hoping he allows the Vikings up there to have their weapons and their paradises. They constantly get the slaughter those scum that have used and bastardized God and religion in order to fear people and con them out of money and subversion. That's my heaven, kid. I don't know how it works out, but I'm willing to bet on me. I'll be back and take your calls. Actually, we have a guest. Then I'll take your calls after that. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Information. He who controls information controls perspective. Pervert Randolph Hearst was known to say that. Propaganda. We've been inundated for a very, very long time. It's always exciting to see a fight against it by people who understand what a free press is and putting up the fight against propaganda. I believe that offthepress.com 
has become, if not my favorite, my top five. I absolutely love it. Joe Curl is not only a writer at the Daily Wire and the Washington Times, he's the editor-in-chief of OffThePress.com. Joe, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Sean? Very good, buddy. Very good. This is... um. There's been some news that I think is it looks good for the pushback against the totalitarianism, against the fascistic dictatorial government. I think that um, it's nice to see on your site that it looks like uh, public support, even among so-called Democrats, for the Biden administration seems to be waning. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that's a dismal six weeks for Biden. I mean, everything has, as they say, hit the fan. I mean, you know, crimes exploding and pricing is going crazy. Gas prices up, Afghanistan withdrawal going to to pot. Uh, I'm just going to say a different word, but I'll just say yeah, to pot. I, I like where you so, were yeah, going with it. <laughs> it's, um, it's been, you know, I, I, I was fishing with a buddy of mine um, who's, who's a Democrat, and, you know, he, he just, like, turned to me at one point and said, Man, I can't believe how bad things are going in the first nine months of Biden's administration. He's really sort of shot it all to hell. And, you know, that's the case. I mean, it, it's really bad. It's surprising how bad things are going, even with a, you know, pliant, compliant media that's behind Biden. It's really bad news. And now you're seeing the polls start to turn really hard against him. You've got Democrats turning against him and saying, we have to get, you know, we have to get it together because, you know, they're looking at 2022, which is again, you know, we're all in the same boat where we're like, well, it's a year away, but a year away is not that long, and things look terrible for the Democrats in the midterms. I mean, he might lose control of the House and the Senate, as as incumbent presidents often do in the first term, and and then it's going to change everything. Well, there's always a silver lining in absolute failure. There's always an opportunity in absolute failure. This is one of the things I think capitalists and people who uh, watch politics understand, although I think politics feels a little different to me now. And one of the things that your site was on the forefront of is that you were linking to a lot of the stories that exposed what I think is the greatest sham of all, the um, the so-called Dr. Fauci, or as I call him, Pickleface, my Auntie Mary, and his power and control and obvious connection to the so the pandemic, the virus. Uh, you guys were on the forefront of that, and I see now on your site, it looks like America has turned out uh, the fear-mongering top doctor and the fraud that he is, as he's had the audacity to not just flip-flop, but he comes out with his hands in quotation marks and his obvious lie, and he's going to tell me again what I have to do for the holidays. I, 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 it was enough for me last year. Hopefully, this year is enough for the American people. What do you think? Well, I've, I've always called them. I mean, you've got your own name for him, but I've always called them Debbie Downer from the old Center Live skit. It's just yeah. like everything. Everything is just you know he's not. He's not an economist. He's not. He's not at all who should be running this whole show. He's a scientist. He's been wrong a lot of times. He's wrong again, and he, you know, he'll never stop saying it's bad. Stay inside. Wear a mask. Say wear two masks. Wear three masks. At one point, he was saying wear three masks. So, you know, he's never going to change. But you know, there was a great headline today. I think it was in PJ Media that said, "Hey, look, these are your kids. Don't don't give your kids up." 
to the state and, and don't let them decide what you're going to do. I mean, you know, I've been vaccinated. I don't know if your if your listeners have been vaccinated. I got vaccinated. I'm, I'm in my 60s. I, I was like, I, I don't want to die from this thing, so I'll do it. But but I defend anyone's right to to say they don't want to do it. If you don't want to do it, don't get vaccinated. So, so are you a radical you know, American? What the hell's wrong with you? How dare you give people the right over their own choices? I think you've lost your mind. I don't know if I could have you back, Joe. <laughs> well, look, I mean, this is, again, this is, this is exactly what you're talking about, Sean, is that we are free Americans. And so my choice was I will decide for myself to get the vaccine. And, you know, I've got a mentally ill son and he can't get vaccinated. And, and so it was, it was important to me to get vaccinated. But anyone else there, this is where I, this is where I differ from everyone else is, hey, look, it, it's your decision. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. If you think this is a bad call, if it doesn't fit your lifestyle, there's so many young people who are like, I'm not getting vaccinated because I might get pregnant later. I'm only 27. I'm a young, healthy male. I'm not going to have a problem. I'm going to get the I'm going to get the COVID and then not be that sick and then I'll have antibodies. That's a decision that you know, and that's where the government really created the problem. Everyone should be able to make this decision, and they politicized that. Biden especially politicized that, started to demonize people that that would not get vaccinated. But hey, it's your choice: get vaccinated or don't. But everyone in America has that right to decide that for themselves. During the um. Obama years, I had become very optimistic that the American people, mainly the old-fashioned hippie, the, the old-fashioned liberal who thought like you just said, he started to recognize during the, the what I think is the yoke of tyranny and the yoke of abuse, the Obamacare socialized medicine, how it was, how it was corrupted both the Louisiana Purchase and the Cornhusker buy-off. And, and they kind of, that set a bad tone with a lot of those old-fashioned liberals. The other thing that set a bad tone was it was obvious that you were corporatizing medicine and health care and that scoundrels like Fauci and other political whores that are in there were selling out the big pharma. Their power has massively, massively grown. And um, when Vanity Fair, a liberal or Democrat heavy organization, did the article about valiant pharmaceuticals, I thought that was going to be it, brother. I thought they were going to say, finally, look at what is going on. This is unacceptable. Yet it seems like that company is still around, only suffering a $90 billion loss and collapse of their stock price. Nobody went to jail. In this whole vaccine issue, and the your your site was very in front of Fauci's involvement with DSAC and and the financing of the Wuhan lab. Is there are you seeing more information that's coming out to expose what I believe, and some may call a conspiracy, what I believe the government takeover of all healthcare and medicine? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what, one of the things I've got another friend who's. Um and we were actually not fishing, but playing golf. But he was—he was, he was got a lot of activities. Healthcare, huh? You do a lot of read, a lot of stuff on the R and R, golfing, fishing. What the <laughs> hell? You must have made a lot of money in this okay. stuff. Go yeah, ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm like starting to retire. I, I just <laughs> no, work part time, so <laughs> it's. it's uh, but, I'm so he kidding. Was saying that, and this is the fascinating thing. He was saying that, you know, the the, the hospitals now operate just like hotels do, 
you know, when there's a concert in town, the hotel room is $375. When there's no concert, it's $110. He's like, you know, they, they are optimized to be fully occupied. And so their whole thing is occupying hotels. So, and again, you know, something that's happened that maybe your readers or listeners know about or don't know about, but, but hospitals have been really consolidated. There's only like 10, 20 big hospital operators in the country. And they own hundreds of hospitals. And so the whole idea is that you maximize profit by keeping those beds filled. So, you know, suddenly this idea that COVID is, is overflowing our beds, it's like, well, they're already 80% full. So if you throw 20% in with COVID, then now the hotels, the, the hotels, they're like hotels. Yeah, the they hospitals are. are overflowed. And so, you know, that, that whole idea that, that healthcare, that, that, that everything is, that COVID has exploded is a myth as well. It, has, it simply has not exploded. And, you know, it, 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 it's funny, too, because the way in which they are able to cherry pick and, you know, not not point fingers at the maybe another reason that they're full is because you've made people wait for what was considered in this country routine health care. And now they've, their problems are more severe because of your policy and the rest of it. I'm so sick of watching them capitalize on their failure and then blame me for it. Uh, it's 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 an outrageous time. And uh, the California law requiring stores to have gender neutral areas for kids. I read this on your site. It's the Daily Wire. This is this has to be there has to be more than this title. Can you tell me about this, please? Well, that that, that was I mean, um, Governor Newsom in California had an amazing weekend. I mean, he just went hog wild. You know, he he barely well he didn't barely survive the recall vote, but he got recalled and and he survived it. So there was enough angst in, in California to say, let's get rid of this guy. But then, you know, they big, they put the big push on, you know, all the Hollywood celebrities came out and supported him. But he went crazy over the weekend. He did that with the gender-neutral things in, in, in Toy Stories. He made uh, ethnic studies mandatory in, in schools. He made all, uh, like, feminine products free for everyone. And and the most amazing thing was he banned gasoline powered lawnmowers and leaf blowers. So you know that doesn't take <laughs> effect till twenty twenty three. But it's awesome. But he went really just hog wild. I mean, so you know, yeah, it's 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 going crazy in California. And again, you know, as your listeners know, and as you know, Sean, this is how they operate. They operate on the fringes. They do little things here and there. But the overall message and the overall desire from, from the liberals is take over everything, push back on everything. They, they control language, and then they, they hate That's... certain words, and they hate more words. Then they control words. Then they control the vernacular that anyone can ever speak at any time. This and... is their, their ideology is control everything. We started doing this, and I'll never forget watching Milton Friedman in one of his very famous debates and lectures. And he said, the problem we have is we've allowed the modern tyrant to label himself a liberal. And when the reality is, if you believe in these principles, I am, and I say this all the time, Joe, I'm a liberal. I don't want to force anybody to do a damn thing. Yet those fascists, Marxists, collectivists who want to be like Gavin Newsom and legislate real tyranny and real corruption into our system 
have to stop calling. We have to stop letting them call themselves liberals. So if you ever want to want to title it uh, on the top of I'm going to keep an eye out because, you know, I check your stuff constantly off the is one of my favorites. And uh, we have to stop allowing the Marxists to call themselves liberals when we are. And I think that'll help. And maybe those people who are dumb enough to vote for this corrupted, real oligarch in Gavin Newsom as he steals and destroys the greatest, the most beautiful state at one time in the country. Hopefully by then the people will learn. But in the meantime, I'm not going to be having as much fun as you with the golfing and the boating and the fishing and all the rest of it. But I'm going to have a good time, too, walking in my Speedo on the beach. Thank you so much, Joe Curl, Editor-in-Chief of Off the Press. I so appreciate you coming on. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. It's always a risk. I never wanted to do a, a show or any, I never wanted to be affiliated with any scheme. Said this is good and this is, you know, that this team was the team to be of. You have to think about these issues from the principles of Americanism that will expose the corruption in both parties, but specifically destroy and eliminate the party that is built on lies. The American Democrat Party is a Marxist Soviet collectivist, fascistic group of tyrants. They are not interested in your opinion. You could have one as long as you agree with them. That is the definition of anti-Americanism. And they are in charge, and things are going to get awful spicy. Jackson, Northwest side. Happy Columbus Day, Paisan. Hey, thank you very much. Happy Columbus Day. I want to say happy indigenous people, but you got to have this one. How about tomorrow? Give the banks two days off. What the hell's the difference? Go ahead. There you go. Uh, Sean, a a couple of good friends of mine, uh, Nick and Dan, turned me on to you, and I like what I'm hearing from you. Oh, Um, thank you. And and, uh, Sean, you're welcome. Uh, I'm curious about um, your take on my all-time favorite journalist, uh, Pulitzer Prize winner Glenn Greenwald, and conversely, Wretched Mad Cow, uh, you know, uh, Rachel Maddow. I, I actually like Greenwald a lot. You know, I, I, um, I had a totally different opinion when all of that stuff broke. Um, I thought, for instance, Snowden did a massive benefit, and, and, and Greenwald was very involved with that. What was his, I can't remember specifically. He was the one who helped him get it out. Am I correct in that? You are correct. Yeah. And I thought to myself, this is something to worry about. And the fact that, um, you know, they were using the immediate, he's a traitor when all, I mean, I, I'm not for releasing secrets to a certain extent, but I'm also not for somebody who wants to constantly believe that you can hide from a veil of just saying government secret. And now I don't get to see the information. So, uh, I think Greenwald helped expose that he continually works to expose the hypocrisy in in the Democrat Party. I think he's still I'm not sure he's perceived to be a Democrat or identify as a Democrat. And I want people to stop doing that on all sides. Can you imagine, right. Jackson, if they said, look, these people right here, we cannot count on. So we have to deliver truth and efficiency in policy. The whole damn country would be better off, yet neither party feels they have to do that. And they both want us this divided. They want this separation because they need that cult support. Because if people start looking under the carpet of these parties, you're, they're going to all be thrown out. Well, divide and conquer, right? That's exactly right. So, And, and you know, when people um, realize that 
you know, you go, you look at these people who say that they're Chicago Democrats or they're the Democrats in general, unless they're actually making a living and totally profiting from the corruption in it, they will reject the reality of it. They should. Yeah, I would hope so. But listen, I want to thank you very much, Jackson, for listening. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. And you stay safe out there because it's getting real spicy. I appreciate it. Is this Harry in New Mexico? Yes, it is. Hi, Harry. Yes, Sean. How you doing, Sean? Wonderful. Thank you. When you were talking earlier, I tried to get through, and then you put a guest on. I'm sorry. So uh, I just wanted to explain. No, not, I'm sorry. I'm your show, man. But uh, uh, <laughs> I wanted to explain why Democrats are like they are, why they're so it's so hard to have them face reality. The reason is insecurity. These people feel the need to... to uh, feel better than everybody else because they don't feel good about themselves. Well, I've always said, so yeah, I've recognized this in people, that they have such they have such self-loathingness that they're more interested in taking away the freedom or the money of others than they are in, in, in taking advantage of their freedom or acquiring their own money. So it's a certain self-loathing corruption that makes people acceptance to this kind of fascism. Well, I, I see it more as an insecurity. These people are too insecure to look in the mirror and say, you know what, maybe I was wrong. They can't do that. That is anathema to their very existence because they have this need to feel superior because they subconsciously feel inferior. Well, I always love that when when you see these condescending, these these children, children who've achieved nothing. And then they have that arrogance and audacity to condescend to people who are doing well or making money. And don't you want to don't you want to make the world a better place? Well, I do it by being productive. You mooch, you low life, you drug addict. You know, that's always my answer. But your way is much better, Harry. You're much more articulate. The good news is you're not in the Chicagoland, so you can't be my competition. But I do love you as my caller. So thank you, Harry. I appreciate it. I couldn't agree more. It is a it is a, a deficiency of character that would make you want to take away or force somebody to do something. When you listen to the principles of Americanism and people like me, I don't want to force you to do anything, but you better get the hell out of my way. And don't you dare try to force me to do anything, you lowlife. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Make Me Believe Monday. The Rand Corporation, in conjunction with the Saucer People. Thank you. Under the supervision of the reverse vampires, are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner. We're through the looking glass here, people. I was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies before you saw your first chemtrail, you punks. Make Me Believe Monday. The way that this works is you tell me your conspiracy, I tell you if I believe it or not. That simple. This was started because the kids here used to kind of make fun of me to a certain extent that, oh, I'm a conspiracy theory. And I explained to them, me identifying what is happening and being correct in the timeline isn't doesn't make me a conspiracy, a conspiracy theorist. It makes me exposing a conspiracy that has successfully worked. For instance, the Department of Education is a conspiracy. 
no question about it. They sold people on the notion, on the false notion, that society was supposed to pay the costs for other kids to go to school. And they sold it under a phony virtue, an altruistic dream that it was going to work out well. And we think of teachers. Now, teachers are people, right? You know the breakdown of people. Third of them are good. Third of them are mediocre. And a third are rotten. Simple. But you've now added the corruption of a communist mafia union. And it was created, in my opinion, for that purpose. To not only have a monopoly while promising to deliver an entitlement or some benefit to society, but through its corruption would one day control the perception of generations. And they have. Terry McAuliffe was on a Sunday show, and he proved it. Terry McAuliffe is an interesting cat. He um, is a bag man, a sycophant to the Clinton fraud family and the Clinton organization, which is really quite the conspiracy organization itself, from Whitewater to Rose Law Firm to Mena, Arkansas. They are about as scummy as you can be. And Terry McAuliffe and Hillary Clinton's, or as I call her, the Duchess of Chafington, and for you people that went to CPS, that's because her thighs rub and she goes through those pantsuits like matches in a cigar store. That's why. So um, Terry McAuliffe worked with her brother, who's good for absolutely nothing except, you know, kind of an excuse of why that puke is on the wall. It's uh, Clinton's brother. And they had a phony green energy company. Well, here, with that political clout and power and connections, you can obviously have seek very high positions in a corrupt government. So he was the governor of Virginia. Then he got out. Now he's running again. And he is reframing the reality of people being outraged by the reality of a corrupted education system in this country. And he wants to lie right to the camera. Uh, Terry McAuliffe, uh, sometimes, sometimes lets the tongue get out ahead of the brain. Uh, this is a debate scene here where Terry McAuliffe says schools, parents, why would I listen to them? I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. But, you know, teach. I get really Books tired of everybody running down teachers. Terry McAuliffe wants to put government, bureaucrats, politicians between parents and their children. Terry McAuliffe has said, sit down, be quiet. I don't care what you think. Um, Terry McAuliffe would like to clean up his words again, as he did on the call. But it is difficult in a state where a close election will be determined in the fast-growing northern Virginia suburbs, where you have a lot of parents and a lot of debate about critical race theory, about what's being taught in schools. To have a candidate for governor say, I don't want to listen to parents, or I want I would go side with teachers over parents, yeah. stepping in it. Yeah, it's clearly a misstep. And- no, it's not. It's a reveal. He's revealing. That's how the system works. They don't give a rip about the parents. He's just revealed the truth to you. It's not a conspiracy. It's fact. All right. Now give me your conspiracies. Candace, if we're going to go to conspiracies, let's go to her right now. She's my favorite of them all. Candace, tinfoil hat. What are you doing, kid? Thank you. I love Conspiracy Monday. Okay. I have a new one. For the last two weeks, I've had problems with um, certificates on Safari and DuckDuckGo. And I know how much Dan Croft and you love DuckDuckGo, but it's not working correctly. Um, and other people are having this problem because I went on BitChute and I went on Brittion and uh, tons of people are having the same issue that all their conservative websites are coming up with this certificate thing. And now, I happen to know you. I know you. Yes. So you're, I mean, you know, come on, kid, you're a generation away from the Internet. And there's nothing funnier 
than watching a middle-aged woman try to use the internet. I love it, especially with the reading glasses. However, could it be you didn't update your equipment? No, no. My husband used to be in IT, and he has checked it. Oh. And right. well, so I went to Best Buy and took my computer in and got in an argument with the leftist um, uh, geek squad guy uh-huh. who, who like walked away in a huff and said he wasn't going to talk to me if oh. I was going to blame Obama for the certificate issue. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have one of those geek squad guys mad at you. <laughs> But my point is, I was definitely not going to leave it there. But then the manager came up to me, who is a man in a man bun and black finger, long fingernails to kind of get in between the situation. Yeah. But anyway, my point is, is that who made the certificate thing up that it was that it was necessary? It was Obama. During the Obama <laughs> Obama said, oh, what, do you, what do you mean Obama? Why couldn't it be the, the, the super nerd from Microsoft, Bill Gates? You know, when he was on the island trying to get a young girl on Epstein's island, he came up with the idea of a certificate. Why has it got to be Obama? But go ahead. But he did. Remember, during the Obama years, he said, oh, these sites have to be registered. And people were like, well, what? who's going to be in charge of this? And there was some weird, weird off-site company that nobody trusted. And so you're going to tell me that Duluth Trading, which is a multi-million dollar clothing company, that they don't update their certificate. That I mean, any site you try to go to right now on Safari. And now I know, now I understand the crux of your decision. Of your it was it was the internet. Um, God, my mind went blank. The internet freedom, uh, whatever thing, where it was did yes. anything. Yeah, but it did anything but make the internet and the free. CEO, In fact, it added Safari, a it added a licensing component. Yes. Uh-huh. The LGBTQ CEO Safari. Net neutrality. Yeah, it was net neutrality. That's it. I thought of it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then Trump the repealed it and Biden put Safari, it back in. This woman said, I'm going to keep conservatives from being able to go on their websites. And all they have to do is tweak that little certificate thing. And all say, right. Oh, you got a clock, clock time thing. I'll tell you yeah, what. It's happening. You and did something really that's never happen. happened before on Conspiracy Monday. You just achieved something that never. 35 seconds into it, I was a definite no. By the time you finished, and I remembered net neutrality, and I thought about the idea of the Obama administration implementing a regulatory body to take it away. And all right, I believe you. Give me the music. I believe it. There it is. Thank you, Candace. You're the best. Thank you for listening. Jesse Hammond. Hey, Sean. How's it going? Very good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm out here driving. I'm an Uber driver in Chicago. Um, um, my conspiracy is uh, I've noticed that a lot of these police officers, a lot of these big cities, they're, they're really short on police. They're quitting. They're retiring. They're just getting out. Uh-huh. So uh, my conspiracy is uh, I think the Biden administration is going to let these police Big cities, police departments go. Just let them let them die out. And who do you think will the, come and, in and bring in and bring in the UN? That's the part UN. I like. Now here's the thing, Jesse. That would have been hard to prove until the Biden administration just enacted a global corporate tax that will be orchestrated mainly by the UN and the World Bank and the rest of it. So to think that they will not, I think you're exactly right. I totally believe that thank you jesse and it would it would explain why they attack the local police they've obviously decided that they need to have federalized it but why not do that whole world thing that they're obsessed with just the idea that they're taking american corporations they're taxing them again and then giving the money to third world countries on top of the foreign aid 
these communist bastards. 312-642-5600. See, I want that fast talker on the on the back of these vaccines. This can go wrong. Blood clots, headaches, stroke, seizures. Now, don't tell me everything's good. It could be another conspiracy. This is the fastest show ever. All right, so here's the deal. We have limited time. I'm going to hit you, get to the point real quick. David Lansing. Hey, uh, Sean, on October 18th, 2019, before the pandemic, like three months before the pandemic, Event 201. A Is this real quick, David? A- real quick. What's this conspiracy? Done. Come on. A, a simulation of a coronavirus pandemic was held in a hotel conducted by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, World Economic Forum, and All right. John Hopkins. I saw it. Okay, I wh- didn't want to believe you. Getting hard to argue with. Government planned the pandemic is the point of your story. All right, I believe the government planned the pandemic. Give him nothing. Nick, Edison Park. Hi, Nick. Hey, Sean. Um, My hardly far-fetched conspiracy theory is that the Facebook, quote, whistleblower, unquote, broad, is a fake whistleblower, a useful idiot facilitating mass censorship, and the end of free speech in America. I love it. I absolutely believe it. I couldn't have said it better myself. Manning on the south side. Yeah. Joe, I mean, uh, Sean. Sean. Yeah, I'm like, like, uh, yes, like Sean, I'm don't, don't I, ever confuse me know, with that Irish gypsy. You want to talk about a conspiracy. Go ahead. I am sorry. Go ahead. I am sorry. But uh, um, three weeks ago, China declared crypto coin illegal. I thought people were talking about it. I listened to your show. No one mentions a beep. China declaring crypto coin illegal. Joe Biden, $3 billion stimulus spending package. I got five seconds, Manny, but I believe you. You're right. I know where you're going. Call in tomorrow. We'll discuss it tomorrow. I'm sorry I ran out of time. Fastest show on the radio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.